stood against uh, the free trade deal that Vladimir Zelensky and the Ukrainian people want us to have because he pretends we're imposing a price on pollution on them, which of course we are not. But that is the extent to which he will spin up to make a political attack uh, when it is uh, completely unfounded. We will be there to stand with Ukraine and with Christmas, Mr. Speaker. Even have a little bit of fun in this place, Mr. Speaker, because of course, once he's off script, that's when he starts rambling all over the map, unable to stay on any subject possible. It was just an entertaining kind of question period, I will say. I do kind of, I do hope Mr. Trudeau stays on because I do think it will be entertaining nonetheless. Because the gloves are off, you know, the wedge issue's flying, and uh, this election may be two years away. But the campaigning all is well underway. They're, they're certainly practicing. And um, Trudeau does insist he's taking his party into the next election. Certainly he's up against a lot. The uh, economy would be number one. I know there's a lot of geopolitical stuff, but pocketbook issues dominate, right? And um, the average Canadian doesn't really care about the barbs. Canadians want solutions. And we know that uh, carbon taxes come off the table. Spending will be reined in if... Pierre Pauliera is elected the prime minister. But a lot of people want to know, what is he going to do to make my life easier today? Pierre Pauliera joining me now. He is the leader of the Conservative Party. Good morning to you. Good morning, Alex. Thanks for having me. I know um, strategically you don't lay out policy ideas until you get a good idea of when the campaign is coming. I know there's a lot of criticism. of What would he do? What would Pierre Pauliera do? What, what would you do? So I, I get that. But it is the one question I get asked most. We know the carbon taxes come off the table. We know spending gets reined in. But what would you do without spending and, and making things more difficult to give some relief uh, to Canadians kind of first day on the job? Axe the tax. We'll axe the tax to bring down gas, heat, and grocery inflation. The carbon tax not only drives up the cost of your gasoline at the pumps and your heating at the home, but everything that's transported by truck or train becomes more expensive as a result of the Trudeau tax. Keep in mind, he wants to quadruple the tax to, to 61 cents a liter. You can imagine what that will do. I have one farmer in my riding who's already paying over $100,000 a year in carbon tax. That'll go up to over $400,000 when if, if Trudeau does, in fact, quadruple the tax as he's scheduled to do so good news is common sense conservatives will ax the tax to, to lower energy costs for that farmer so that he can lower the cost of food in your grocery store. And we know that. I mean, that, that is an issue you own. That is an issue that I think is still working its way through. We won't know what it looks like uh, you know, until the next election. But other ideas, can you put any kind of idea in the window other than that, whether it's, you know, we're very far apart from our American neighbors right now. Uh, they've got growth. We've completely stalled here, which I guess is what the Bank of Canada wants. But the average Canadian losing sleep at night, it's its not going to help them, right? So what would you do then to grow the economy? Good question, because right now the economy is shrinking. Uh, in fact, the economy shrunk by 1.1% in the last quarter, while it boomed to 5% growth in the United States. Our economy under Trudeau is snoring while the American economy is roaring. Now, actually, the truth is that our per capita GDP, the size of our economy divided by the number of people in Canada, is smaller today than it was five years ago because of Trudeau's 
job-killing growth sapping carbon tax, his high income taxes, his his, uh, tax increases on small businesses, uh, and the massive uh, inflationary spending, all of it is weighing down wages and growth. My common sense plan not only acts as the tax, but I will cap government spending with a a dollar-for-dollar law requiring my government to find one dollar of savings for every new dollar of spending. We'll cut waste like the $54 million Arrive Can app, the billion-dollar Green Slush Fund, the $35 billion infrastructure bank that hasn't completed a single infrastructure project. Cutting all that waste will lift a burden off the backs of the people who pay the bills. I'm going to cut income taxes so that you bring home more of each dollar you earn and your hard work actually pays off. And I'm going to remove red tape so that we can build more homes, dig more mines, produce more Canadian energy and allow our immigrant professionals to work in their field. This let me step in because I'm going to, I'm going to run out of time and I, and I yeah. only get that certain amount. And then people say, why could you ask this? And I'm like, I ran out of time, sure. but I'll get to the immigration in a second. Okay. All of those ideas are good. We need them, but they take years to do. And I think, you know, interest rates can come down now, uh, but it's going to take a long time. The drag stays with it. And a lot of people just want to know like when they will, what, what's a reality under your uh, leadership, if you win, of when they would actually start to see relief? Like, can you manage the expectations? We have to. We have to turn a big ship around. Look, after eight years of Trudeau, we have the worst economy in the G7. He's doubled our debt, doubled rent, doubled mortgage payments. Uh, Can I snap my fingers in a week and reverse all that? Of course not. But we have to start somewhere. And I can promise you that the first bill I introduced will be to axe the carbon tax. That will bring some re- immediate relief. Uh, and then my my budget will immediately cap spending, cut waste so that we can bring down the, the deficit. And that will help us relieve interest rates and inflation on homeowners who are desperate to hold on to the house that they, they worked hard for. So it's, but it's going to take uh, time. It's going to take common sense. And I'll deliver both. I also um, get a lot of questions about immigration. I don't, um, I'm pretty sure you saw the polling in the last week or so about how Canadians feel about it. It's not that they're against immigration, whites and non-whites. It's that they think it's too rushed. They think it's causing uh, more uh, problems with the affordability issues and the housing crisis. And so the question I get is, what will Pierre Pauly ever do about immigration levels? Would you stall them? Would you reduce them back? I mean, you know, they're not going to be stopped by the Trudeau government, but it is creating a real tension in this country. Justin Trudeau has broken our immigration system. We had a common sense consensus that, that existed for, cent- for over a century in favor of uh, strong immigration numbers that uh, in- integrated our people into the economy and, our, and the country. But he, through his total incompetence and his ideological obsessions, he has broken our immigration system. My common sense plan will link immigration numbers to the number of homes that get built and the number of doctors and nurses we have to care for newcomers. Well, that's cu- that's cutting it a lot. <laughs> that would be cutting well, it quite a bit because there's no doctors and, and you know, and, and the well, houses are going to take years to build, to right? But I have solutions to both those things. One, um, we have 20,000 immigrant doctors, 32,000 immigrant nurses banned from working because there's no simple way to prove they're qualified. My common sense plan is to do in the professions what we did in the trades 70 years ago. We have a red seal for the trades where you take a test, prove you're qualified, get a red seal. You can work anywhere in Canada. I want to bring in a blue seal so that our doctors and nurses can take a test, prove that they meet our high standards, 
and then get to work within 60 days so that we can get thousands of the Filipino nurses and doctors from around the world who live here working and serving patients. And on the housing front, I'm going to require cities permit 15% more home building completions per year or lose federal money. If they beat the target, they'll get a bonus. They're going to be required to have high-density apartments around every federally funded transit station. I'm going to sell off 6,000 federal buildings and thousands of acres of federal land. But you will, build, will, you build, will, build. Pa- will you pause immigration numbers? Because I want to ask you one more question. I, want to, I don't want to run out of time. Well, they're already being paused, so to speak. They're being paused at the current levels. That's what the Liberals are, are currently proposing. But what I'm proposing is that we link uh, immigration numbers to the number of homes that get built and the number of, the amount of health care we have available for our people. Okay. And uh, there'll be more details when I release my common sense election platform uh, whenever that, that carbon tax election happens. Hopefully soon. All right, I'll take you that. I've got about 30 seconds, so I just... I'm throwing this at you because I I saw some stats come out yesterday. I'm going to talk about this later in the show. When you look at 2021 versus 2022, as far as young offenders committing violent crime, the numbers are staggering. We've got 100 uh, young people under 18 charged with murder in this country versus, you know, 33 in 2021. Would you make um, Young Offenders a Youth Justice Act an issue? Would you be open to changing that? Yes, first, repeat violent offenders. I I think if, you know, a young person, 15-year-old, makes a a small mistake, we we should give them a chance to rehabilitate, get them back through, get them a high school diploma, get them working and and contributing. But if when you have repeat violent offenders, there has to be consequences. Uh, This is not just true for young offenders, but also I'm going to get rid of Trudeau's catch and release system. Right now, you get released within hours of being arrested for your 50th or 60th crime. But would you would you would you be open to looking at the Youth Justice Act and making changes given? Okay, there we go. Yes. I'm out of time. Common sense. I'm out of time. Common sense. Yeah, well, it is. We've lost that. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. We're going to make it common. All right. There you go. Pierre Polyev joining me. And yeah, I run out of time and I'm sorry for that. But we are up against the clock.